and we are live. I'm so excited to bring you this interview. I haven't done one for ages. I've... Thank you. Thank you for having me. Is it because of my beard? Was that what it was? <laughs> Just wanted to see it. Yeah, yeah. I know. It is pretty it special, was. isn't it? Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying. Actually, it looks a bit rough at the moment because I've just come from the gym and had all the guys and sweating all over me. So Straight from the gym. Straight so, from the gym. By way of introduction, you're Steve Cook. You're the head coach at Team Underground. Um, yeah. We've got a lot to talk about. I want to talk about all the fighters in your gym. I want to talk about the exciting things you've got coming up. But like I said, this is one that I've wanted to do for a long time. And I know you don't want to talk about yourself, so we'll we'll skim over it. But to set the scene for how you ended up where you are, I want to know how you got into martial arts in the first place. Um, I I, I always loved it. Like, you know, even from little, like all the UFC and, you know, watching watching it when I was younger. I always wanted to give it a go. and I did for a little while, and I was just about flickering in between gyms. Yeah. I was going from like gym to gym in London, and um, and then I found a little local gym, and I trained there for a little bit, and it was it was it was good. You know, I got myself to, you know, reasonably half decent sort of grappling level. Done a couple of competitions and stuff, and at the same time, I was pushing the kids to come into it. Yeah. Um, Chloe and David. Um, I was just you know people say don't push your kids. I did. I'm sorry, I did. <laughs> I pushed them. I was like, come on. You know, mostly I pushed that to push Chloe more because she just wanted a cat. So I had to buy her. So, <laughs> so when That's I spoke fine. to Chloe, she said that how she ended up into it was because her brother, David, was rubbish at football. So you wanted to get him into something else. <laughs> Is that yeah, true story? I mean, yeah, he was... Do you know what? He was all right at football when he had the hair, he looked the part, he had the blue eyes, blonde hair, he had all the band, bands in his hair and stuff. But bless him, he wasn't very good. You know, he looked the part, but he wasn't very good. But uh, boy, he could fight. It, cause we used to play fight um, a lot when he was little, and um, I could tell straight away, I was like, he's tough. <laughs> he's tough, he could have it. So, um, From he what age? Um, I mean, he was doing um, like. Japanese jiu-jitsu and things like that when he was seven so and then he got into like MMA when he was nine yeah and and Chloe was about 11 10 11 so it was around that sort of age so we're talking talking 10 years ago they got started getting they got into it just after I was doing yeah um and then um after that uh after a little while at the the local gym we went to uh team underground and I met John and um Jonathan and all the all the guys down there, and we just clicked straight away. And then after a little while, I just um, I think one of the, uh, the jiu-jitsu coaches left, and John was like, "Look, um, you know, you're the most experienced one at the moment. Do you want to just start teaching?" And then it just went from there. You know, I just started teaching a couple of classes, and I was still working full time at, at the at the time. And then um, I started teaching a couple of jiu-jitsu classes. Then we went into MMA classes, and then I left my job and. Um, took this up full time and this is where we are now you know all of a sudden I'm yeah. here I've got I've got a, a stable of like I don't know I think it's 40 44 fighters 44 I think the last count is 44 amateur and pro fighters that are coming through um cool. I know it's mad in a little gym in Old Kent Road and obviously we've got you know the super high level pros and we've got the um you know the amateurs coming through and we've also got a lot of hobbyists because they're very uh family 
orientated down there. A lot of gyms say they're family orientated. Come down here, you know about family. I'll take you to the pub. <laughs> no, not really, but I mean, <laughs> but you know, like we, the, the team, the team socialises a lot. You know, like um, whether it be going for days out, going on holiday. We just went on holiday. We just went on holiday with 14, 14 members of the team. Normally we train, but uh, we go to the same place in the Canary Islands and we train. Yeah. Um, and I have a bit of a holiday. So this time, I think where lockdown was happened, and you know, the guys had fought so much since uh, the lifting of the lockdown. That we just went on holiday and just had a good time. Yeah. Jet skis and soaked up the sun and relaxed and had cocktails. It was lovely. I don't know if anyone else can hear audio issues. I'm hearing you crackle slightly, so I'm just going oh, yeah. to speak to me again. Yeah. Um, I wonder if we can try without the headphones. Can we try that for a second, see if that works? maybe somebody watching i can see some people are watching if they could let me know if you can hear it as well but um it sounds like that might have resolved it speak to me now hello darling oh no it's still there um yeah a bit of a crackle if anyone watching can let me know if they can hear a crackle um but we'll carry on we'll carry on and and see if we can get past it but that holiday looked wicked and and you guys do um you do seem like a family you are you said about going to the pub but i have seen pictures of you all down the pub before and you like a party and that don't you yeah well i mean once we um never in fight camp i mean if the guys are, the guys are in fight camp then obviously they don't but i'm not in fight camp no more so i can go to the pub if i want to on a friday <laughs> Um, but if the guys are, then no. Um, but they've always, because there's so many fighters, there's always some people that are in camp and some people that aren't. Yeah. So um, we have like quite a good social thing. We can go, we go out for food, Sunday lunch. Um, always go out for Sunday lunch. Yeah. Love it. Good, good pub club. I quite like when you go out with the belts after a big night of. Yeah, that's something and... we, we always do. Yeah, because normally Thomas Paul fights around the same time as what. Well. The guys fight when they're on cage warriors, so you know if they do well, which ha- funny enough happened twice. Um, last year, uh, uh, late last year, Thomas won, and then Chloe David and Chanel won. Yeah. Great. Um, and then again this year, um, Thomas won again, and then David and Chanel won. So it was you know yeah. same sort of night. Chloe Pretty didn't fight special. that time. Yeah. So we ended up going to the pub. It was a good time. Somebody's telling me that um, the the sound is still bad. So I'm wondering, do you think you could leave and come back on the same link? Because I want to make sure that we catch all of this. Okay, let me try. Sorry. I just want to make sure that we uh, we definitely get to, to hear all of it and people don't give up because of the sound quality because we've got some really exciting stories um, for him to tell us about. Yeah, his his kids are both champs, um, multiple um, organisations. How are we do, how are we gonna do? I think is that sounds, any better? Yeah, it is. It is better. Oh, that was a, a <laughs> turn it off and turn it back on and see if it works. <laughs> how did that work? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> but you spoke about Thomas Paul there. He's got some exciting news. Everywhere I looked, it just said it was rumoured, but you can confirm it's true, right? Because you're going to Vegas next week. Yeah, I'm off to Vegas next week for, uh, you know, they, uh, I think it's um, medicals and uh, uniforms and stuff like that um, for Thomas Paul for the Dana White's Contender Series. So, um, so when is he actually fighting? I think it's August the 16th. Amazing. That might, like, that's incredible, isn't it? You must be so excited for him. Yeah, I'm really excited. For, he works so hard. You know, he's such a lovely guy. He works so hard. He's got a disability. Um, of, well, I mean, he counts it as not a disability because, you know, he's um, he ain't got to listen to everyone moaning. You know, he just cracks <laughs> on. So for anyone who doesn't know, he was born deaf, wasn't he? Yeah, he was born and deaf. A lot of his likely. family are deaf. All his family are deaf. I think um, his brother's kids are the first in the, like, four generations to be able to hear or something. Wow. Um, which is uh, good. I just went out with Thomas last week. We went to, uh, in Holborn, they've got a pub and it's a, uh, they have, like, a deaf night every couple of weeks. Wow. So it's all, like, the deaf community meet up and he always wants to bring me with him. So me and a couple of the guys, we went down there to have a chat and it was good. It was it was a good uh it was a good little night. We're having a good chat with everyone. He's like a celebrity, so yeah. He walks in and, you know, they all love him and it's really it's really cool. And then obviously off to, off to Vegas next week, which is which is gonna be mad. We're going for three days. That's that's gonna be absolutely amazing. But tell me what it's like to coach a deaf fighter. Like what are the uh, obviously like when, when I'm in the gym, my coach is just shouting to me from wherever he is. He's not necessarily always in front of me. Like, do you have to coach more one-to-one or, like, how, how do you get the message across? Um, so, Thomas Paul's really, really good at lip reading. He's really good at lip reading and he watches everything. So, if I'm, like, teaching a technique or, like, a submission or something like that, he watches every detail and he's watching your mouth and stuff like that. He And yeah, he always yeah. gets it spot on. Um, and if he, and if and if there is an issue, he always asks me. He says, "I don't understand," so I'll come close. But it's a lot easier than what people think. He's um, yeah. he's a smart he's a smart cookie, you know. Um, and uh, I'm, even doing pad work for him and stuff, it's pretty simple. He's always concentrating. He's always looking in your face. So yeah. um, to to coach him was the, was the difficult part at first, like when he was fighting, because I didn't really. I mean, what am I supposed to shout? You you, know, I bet you can't stop yourself, though, can you? No, like, still, even though he can't hear, like, oh, you, it's just you natural, still go mad. You're still shouting and stuff like that. And but um, we have like little things. I mean, I'm not going to give away some secrets and that for future opponents. Course, that, but we have yeah. little, you know, signs and stuff like that. I'm also learning sign language myself. So and a lot of the team have started to learn sign language as well. Um, and uh, it's we have our own mid fight, though, isn't it? When he's got to be concentrating. Yeah. On the actual he, action he he's not going to look away then yeah he looks over a little bit but i tend to not want him to do that yeah um, too much because if he looks over he could make a mistake and you know um, but he does sometimes he does sometimes uh, if he's in a if he's in a uh, comfortable position he'll look over and see but there's only so much you can sign to sell something strangle him <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> I guess as he goes on in his career, it could become an advantage, you know, like the bigger the arena, the louder the crowd. Like if you if 
you're fighting in your opponent's backyard like all yeah. of those things can be quite intimidating and overwhelming like I, I wonder if that will help at some stage yeah I mean um when he fought Mario Said um Mario said to him like I have 400 I've sold 400 tickets um they're gonna be screaming for Kurdistan when I come out and Thomas said well that's great I'm just I'll just close my eyes you know <laughs> You know, it doesn't matter how they can scream the loudest they want. It doesn't matter. He can't hear it. You know, so, you know, um, he, he doesn't get rattled by that. You know, when he's coming out, you know, the, the crowd could boo him to death. Literally. <laughs> and he and it wouldn't make no difference to him. He's concentrating. He's got a goal in front of him and that's what he's going to deal with, you know. And it seems like he feels mega motivated by almost being like a a hero for the deaf community like he wants to be like a role model I guess and show that he can be successful in whatever he decides he wants to do yeah I, I mean he, he, he should I say preaches that quite a lot like you know that you know he he's always trying to encourage deaf people even when we went to the pub to come down and train and you know yeah. doesn't say that it's a, a massive disability that they can still do it you know and um and it's starting to happen. And he's also doing a lot of PTs with um, other deaf people now. So it's really good to see, you know, it's really good to see that people are coming and, get, and getting used to it and getting involved. Um, yeah. yeah. Really good. Really good. Really good. He's a great guy. I love him to death. Like, I always say the gym's for everyone. Like, you know, you yeah. don't have to, as you said earlier, hobbyists to, I mean, contender series in UFC, it doesn't matter. And, you know, whatever your capabilities or abilities or whatever, you should always be welcome on the mats. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, you look around the room the other day and you'll have like uh, a young girl, you know, uh, a, a mum and she's in there and she's training, she's hitting pads. Next to her is Thomas Paul hitting pads. Next to that is Jonathan Haggerty hitting pads. You know what I mean? And uh, you think to yourself, doesn't matter you know you're 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 working together you know yeah it's pretty cool every every champion was once a beginner so that's true some of us stay beginners <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, what are you talking about? you're a blue belt in <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just yeah. about <laughs> one of those blue belts that disappeared after they got their blue belt as did? well. I... If Alan's watching, I am coming back, Alan. <laughs> I, I hate that blue belt first. I'm I... coming back, Steve. I'm coming back. Mate, yeah. I've graded so many blue belts and they do a run out. They literally get their blue belt, go, thank you very much, and never come back. It was just unfortunate timing. <laughs> they all say that as well. Oh, God, you know. I've, I've sorted to spot it now in class. I can see the guys that really, oh, when's the grading? I'm like, I'm never grading you, ever. <laughs> you're going to run away. Do you know what I mean? I should tell them, like, as soon as you get your blue belt, you need to give me two years' membership, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Enough membership to cover you, it's all purple. <laughs> oh, my God. God, that would be a lot of years for me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> So talk to me about the rest of the team. We spoke about uh, Chloe and we spoke about David. So tell me what's next for them. Because, I mean, how does it feel for you being dad of two champs in multiple promotions? Like, it just, it must be incredible. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've sort of got used to it now. When I was young, when they were a little bit, you know, so go back about four or five years ago, it was a little bit, a little bit different. Like, you know, I used to really worry. But now they... 
they've got older and they're you know they're, they're professional um to an extent and um you know it, it's great i mean that picture i recreated of the kids when they done their first i love it to um to when they both won the cage warriors uh academy titles on the same night that was crazy you know and they both promised me that they're going to do it with either bellator or ufc belts so we'll see you know i mean that would be a great, even better picture oh you know? that would be um, amazing yeah i mean we've got a uh a very good squad coming through. Very good squad. Um, really, some really good girls coming through. Obviously, Chanel Dyer. You know, we all know Chanel. Chanel, I believe, is quite possibly the well. It, it, she is the best amateur female fighter in the country at the moment, bar none. I, yeah. I, I would put her in the top three of the female fighters in the country, behind like Molly, Molly Meeple, and. Um, uh, Dakota Jichev, she's really good. And then Chanel, yeah. you know, she, when she turns out, I've seen, uh, she's a monster. She's a legit I love monster. that she accepts any fight as well. And, that fight with her and Shauna Bannon was like, love yeah, Shauna as well. I, like, what a fight. Yeah, I mean, great fight, but she only accepted that because no one else would fight her. And so she had to move up her weight and fight her. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, she was good. Don't get me wrong. She was good, but with the right camp. Listen, Chanel's going all the way to the top. There's no ifs yeah. and no. You know, I honestly will put her in with most of the pro girls, all of them in the country at the moment. She's an absolute savage. She's good yeah. everywhere. Well, everyone's like that. You know, before everyone was trying to take her down. Good luck. Good luck. Because some of these girls are going to get her down and they're going to be surprised because she's going to sub them to death because her jiu-jitsu is getting slick. It's actually nearly as good as her striking. She's getting that good. I've seen her subbing high-level guys and stuff like that, and, you know, she's an absolute monster. You know, when she walk, when, I, when, I go, when, when they're sparring in the gym and I go, change partner, um, some guys walk away. They go, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, they don't want none of that smoke, you know. You know she, she's, and she's such a sweetheart uh, as well you know she is a sweetheart but her pictures from um jiu-jitsu tournaments like you can tell her progression just from her post but her first one just really cracked me up when i don't know whether she got disqualified or she got points deducted because she didn't even know the rules she just turned yeah. up and she was like yeah, oh i would have been allowed to do this in mma like <laughs> Yeah, you know what the the last one she done showed the real evolved version of her. The one she done at um, Crystal Palace, I can't remember what one it was, but it, it, the last one a couple of about a month ago, and she just smashed everybody. And I'm talking real good girls as well. Like she subbed, yeah. she won the absolute division as well. She fought a girl that was about 78 kilo in the in the final and sub subbed her. Um, abs, she's a superstar. Do you know what I mean? She's an absolute. What did she fight at? Fifty-three kilos. Yeah. So, so she, when she fought that Shannon, she fought at fifty-seven, um, which she does in Thai boxing. So she probably walks around about fifty-six kilo. You know, yeah. when she, you know, so she'll fight at fifty-two, because um, she never, she's never had to cut weight. I've never had to cut her weight or anything like that. She just naturally gets down to it. She just diets yeah. down. All of a sudden, she's fifty-two kilo. Do you know what I mean? And so. Um, which is frightening because if there was an atom weight division, she could probably do it. Yeah. <laughs> You'd probably hate me for saying that, but you know, if it was pro, ooh, <laughs> you never know. Cause she's, she's tall, but she's not massive. You know, she just no. she's muscly, you know, she's just, she's more of a savage in the pub to be honest. 
<laughs> and McDonald's. <laughs> oh, and McDonald's. You know, when was in Ventura? Yeah, she she basically made the whole team, fourteen of us, walk round the island to find the McDonald's. It was about forty-five minutes away. We found, <laughs> and to be honest, it was pretty good. But she sat by herself with her headphones in. It was like she was in a peaceful moment. She sat by herself in the corner, <laughs> headphones in, enjoying her burger. Like it was. Um... <laughs> so it's a team effort to to find it, but then it was like a lone mission once she yeah, was there. Got there, it was like a, a tranquil moment, you know, <laughs> sitting by herself in the sun, eating her McDonald's, and then she came over after all, like happy and with herself, and off we went, you know, <laughs> Back to the pub. <laughs> so tell me everyone's next fight. When's Chloe's next fight? Because we haven't, we didn't see her at the last Cage Warriors, um, and I'm really excited. I think Chloe's one of the the best yeah. talents out there. Her last fight, oh my god, how great was her last fight against Aiko? Like that was man, just man, insane. It's a beast. Do you know what? <laughs> she's 45 years old or whatever it is. Yeah, what? A, what a woman, like, she's like my hero, that, she you know, and she's such a sweetheart as well, but wow, I mean, she came out straight away and hit Chloe with a big overhand right, we wasn't planned, we didn't game plan for that, do you know what I mean, hit her with a big overhand right, we thought she was going to shoot for a takedown, you know, because, you know, Brad's guys and that are awesome wrestlers and stuff, so yeah. we was anticipating that, and she just come out, boom, overhand right, click Chloe, I was like, oh shit, you know, <laughs> oh god, and, uh, but I mean, what a fight, I mean, Echo took a, a full-on head kick, shin to head, like boom. I know, and she kept walked, coming like the Terminator. Yeah, walked through it. Um, she got out of like the the first extended armbar, you know, and and thirty punches to the face. Um, and then in the second round, Chloe hit her with another beautiful armbar, hyper extended arm, and she got out of that as well. I was like, what is this? You know, I, was it her night? I was like, this, maybe this is her night. You know? Yeah. Um, but then Chloe showed resolve as, as, as usual and hit her with a beautiful double leg. And um, I think Aiko, where she had only took the fight on a couple of weeks' notice or a week's notice. Um, it was the second fight as well. Yeah. Like, um, I think that, you know, maybe the gas tank went and um, when Chloe got the full mount, um, obviously finished the fight from there. But, I mean, hats off to both girls. I mean, they got they got, oh. bonus, they got a bonus for that. And it was an inc- what a fight you know that I mean, definitely what? got my vote for fight of the night i thought it yeah, was it, absolutely it, insane it. i had to interview them both because like you know obviously chloe won the fight but it didn't feel like there was a loser to that no fight way. really because it was so good it was such a good fight i mean i mean hats off to echo she's a she's a savage but then again in this country at the moment there's so many good girls coming through and that's why the level keeps rising because yeah. for so long it was so difficult to get a fight or so difficult to get a well-matched fight. Yeah. And now I feel like there's more and more of them around. Still yeah, not as many as I would like, but... I mean, I've seen I've seen a few of them, um, like I mentioned before, like that Dakota. Have you seen her, Dakota? Oh, she's, hell yeah, yeah. What a beast, man. She's, she's yeah. a savage. I mean, she's been training for years as well, but she's... She's a beast. There's a lot of amateurs coming up. There's that girl that Chanel fought, Nim Grubb. She's really good. Her record doesn't yeah. say how she is, but she's a tough little one. Another one of my favourites is um, Susie Wilson. I love her. She's brilliant. Oh, I just went and watched her at Shock and Awe. Yeah. She was inca- And what a sweetheart. Do you know, she's, she's, she's like lovely. super religious. She's, she's a musician. She's a yeah, singer. Her she's... Instagram's brilliant because it's not all look at me, look at me. It's all like music and 
and teaching she calling, kids to play instruments yeah, and stuff uh, like pulling silly faces and things like that so she's got i mean her versus chanel or chloe in, in the future or something like that that'd be a great fight oh know. would be a great a fight. great fight for the um for, for for people to watch as well i mean um chanel actually grappled her in a competition a couple of uh months ago and that's really her thing so how did that go that's Susie's chanel, like... chanel won. wow uh, yeah chanel um i think it was really close i think chanel won on like a I mean, don't don't kill me, Chanel, if I'm wrong. But I think it was like an advantage point, or maybe one one or two points for wow. a guard pass. But it was a really cl it was a close grapple. She's no joke, that Susie. She's a beast. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. She's real high level. She's she's really good. And her striking's not bad as well. So um, yeah, she's another one. There's loads of these young girls, but we've got loads in the gym coming through. Obviously, Riri Hudson's very good as well. You know, she yeah. was supposed to fight Chloe. Um, I still want to see that fight. Yeah, I think it will happen at some point. Um, yeah. Now Bobby's fighting a Swedish girl, and it's going to be she what really wanted. We'll be all, she was going to fight on Cage Warriors, and then she would have been matched with Riri, but she really wanted to do a home show. Yeah. I think most of the guys have all fought on a home show, so she really wanted to do it. So we managed Tell to us get when that is. Uh, that's on the 9th of July in Camden. Um, so she's going to be main event in it. We brought over a girl from Sweden. Um, Eleanor Sunquist or something. She's pretty good. She's been a bat, trained at Tiger Muay Thai. She's small like Chloe. Um, Southpaw, tricky. Um, never really fought at her natural weight, so it's going to be interesting to see her at like 50 kilo fighting right. against Chloe. Um, she, calls, she offers a lot of problems for Chloe. Like She's super fit, you can tell. So it's going to be an interesting fight, especially on our home show with that pressure main event a very interesting fight once chloe gets this one out of the way we're going to discuss what's next potentially maybe going on cage warriors to to fight riri or whoever riri's fighting i mean i i want to see who they're going to give her um yeah. for the um for the for the belt because i did hear that the girl that chanel fought last um on cage warriors i heard she was said she was going to move down to the lower weight so that would be an interesting fight as well Definitely, yeah. So oh, yeah, there's a there's a lot of young girls. We got a lot of young girls um, coming through in the gym as well. Um, you know, by the end of the year, we should be pushing a few out. Um, my missus uh, Kim, she's really really good as well. She's really good at jujitsu. She's gonna get. Uh, she's just been not very well for a little bit, but she's um, once we push her out as well, she's another one. She's gonna cause a lot of problems. We've got um, uh. It was Christina is another young girl that we got in the gym. She's a sweetheart. They're all going to come through. Um, Nadine, Maggie. Mag one of our girls, Maggie, just got a little bit of a bad injury. Um, so a shout out to you, Maggie. Oh, um, yes. Wishing you a speedy a, recovery. Yeah, she got a bit of a bad injury. She went over on her ankle. It was really bad. She had to go to the hospital and that. But she's a fighter. She's a tough, tough, tough girl. Slick striking. Once she comes back from her injury, and I unleash her as well, that, that division's got to take notice because we've got them all coming through. All the girls in there, we've got another girl called Stephanie. She's a bit bigger than them. She's a bruiser. She caused some damage. Um, we've got loads. I mean, I'm, I'm going to forget someone's name and they're going to kill me tomorrow. But we got, <laughs> we got, we got so many young uh, female fighters coming through that um, in the jiu-jitsu and in MMA that um, it's going to be good. It'd be good to like compete, like you know, 
because uh, Brad's got loads of girls at GB Top Team. I mean, they're, I know they're... it's so good to have like this level of competition yeah. and like both such um, friendly and like positive gyms with like good. You know, there's no animosity between anyone, and it's just yeah. such a good vibe at those fight shows. Yeah, I mean, to, 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 when I first went, to, I mean, go back ten years ago when I first went to MMA shows. Um, everyone hated each other and then i was used to go to tie shows and things like that and uh, muay thai shows and k1 and everyone sort of liked each other and yeah. i didn't get what was going on in the mma that sort of mentality people trying to prove they were hard i think yeah it's crazy like i don't like it but now most of the time i go to mma shows i have a good old chinwag with people yeah you know and there's some great shows around at the moment uh, some really good show i think what jack mason does with cage warrior southeast is incredible I um, know uh, I, I do love that show so yeah, much, so much. And show. then you were talking about your home show, but you didn't tell people where they can get tickets or uh, how they can go. Well, if you want, it, well, every, there's a lot of our fighters fighting on, so they'll probably be commenting saying, "Here, just message me," you know. <laughs> You've got Yasin here saying, "I best get a shout out." That's all yeah, I'm saying. I was about to mention Yasin. He's probably <laughs> yes. What you should be saying is. Um, hit me up for tickets mate you get that commission <laughs> <laughs> Yasin is one of our uh, uh, our guys coming through he's a beast um, <laughs> he's like a karate European champion um, he's finally going to move down to middleweight and he's going to cause some havoc because he's vicious man he's vicious when you one say finally did he not want to go on a diet is that what we're yeah, saying finally, yeah finally yeah I told him for a little bit yeah he's fighting at light heavyweight I told him look, look you need to go down to middleweight he's finally moved down to middleweight and I really believe that he's going to excel at that weight. I think he's going to be strong. He's going to be powerful. And he's going to cause some absolute um, carnage. And I can't wait to see it. I really can't wait. And he's 19. 19. He's 19. Like I've got so many of these young fighters that are coming through. And they're so young. From the ages of like 17 to like 23. Um, I just I cannot wait. You know. There's too many. Like as I said, there's 45 of them. Yeah. Um, Who's and, yet another car project? Yeah, I don't know who yet another car project is, but yes, bruv, <laughs> shouting you out. You must be one of my fighters, bad boy. <laughs> he knows that yes is an animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chanel wants you to do a shoey. Shan, listen, I'm not doing a shoey, babe. I'm not doing a shoey. A car. <laughs> I'll do a shoey, Shan, when um, I promise to do it. This is what I'll do. When, when Chanel wins the uh, UFC debut, we're going to do a shoey backstage. <laughs> and we'll probably try and get Tired Tavassa to do it with us. You know what I mean? Hopefully. Definitely. <laughs> that sounds like a, a good plan. Kim says you'll be glad that you <laughs> mentioned her. Yeah, well, I, I had to mention her just in Kasagi dinner. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> this was a good one from Andrew. Don't forget the elite OAP unit. <laughs> Oh yeah, sorry. We have Andrew? some old guys as well. We have got some old guys. Andrew's well, I think he's seventy-five years old and he's still fighting. So uh, <laughs> I'm joking. Ed. Uh, he, Andrew's got his uh, his third amateur MMA fight on our show as well. So it's gonna be interesting. Um, I haven't seen him in the gym this week though, so he needs to pull his finger out. But he'll be oh. ready. I know he'll be ready. He'll be ready. Hiding behind the keyboard. <laughs> Who's living's <laughs> ninety-two? I'm your best fighter. One to know, baby. <laughs> That's Charlie. Um, <laughs> less said about him, the better. No, I'm <laughs> and uh, but Daniel, anyway. Daniel reckons he's the best female at the gym. 
Daniel, I think you have the biggest boobs at the gym, bless you. <laughs> no, <joking. laughs> Daniel, Daniel is another one of my secret weapons. Um, and uh, once he once he really um, shows his true potential, I think he's gonna he's gonna knock a lot of people out. He has got the freakish power. It's unbelievable. Oh, that's, that's epic. I'm looking, I'll be looking out for all of you. If you see me at a fight show, grab me, have an interview and, and get get your name out there. Uh, Christina says the whole Team Underground squad's here fishing for compliments. <laughs> I know, I've noticed. I'm just going to run it through my head of everyone that's in the in, in the team. Do you know what I mean? I've got, there's so many. But yes, Christina is another one of my young ones coming through. Uh, young ones, youngish. Sorry, darling. <laughs> You're gonna kill me. But she's. Uh, she won't mind being called young. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, she's. Uh, she's. She's one of my um, beer partners on the weekend. <laughs> but she's one well of done, Christina. Yeah, she's a cool girl. You'll see her. She's probably. Uh, I would probably say Christina is our um, number one fan. She always buys tickets to everyone's shows. So when she does fight, she's probably gonna sell about 150 tickets. Oh, I love that. There's yes. nothing like the support of of or of knowing that you've got the support, is there? That's that's brilliant. I do no, like definitely. that. And I always say to you, I love the way your team are at shows, the way they get as excited for each other's victories as they do for their own. And they're always like even when oh. if their fight's just over, they're back in the stands with like cuts and you know still haven't found their flip-flops and they're cheering on the yeah. next one well that's what i said i mean like you know everyone um pushes on about like oh gyms and families and stuff like that but you know we are legit that's what it is i mean you know when you win you win together when you lose you know you lose together it's it hurts it hurts everyone or everyone is happy i mean all you have to do is go back and watch chanel's live coverage of thomas ball's fight against mario have you seen it yeah, I have. Yeah. On my on my Instagram, guys, if you want to catch a video, go and watch that Mario versus Thomas Paul. And when 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 um, Thomas Paul wins, like you would have thought Chanel had like died, like she's like, ah! it's absolutely going crazy. Um, but that's the way you know she's a champion. Like you know she's a champion, and that's yeah. the way she feels about one of her teammates winning. And it's not like just that; everyone feels like that. You she know, coaches from the stand as well. I've heard yeah. her. Do you know what? I love having her with me in the corner. Do you know what? She's super loud um, and she's on it and she's a hype, hype girl. She's such a good hype girl. She's like, yes, yes, yes. You know, she proper bigs you up, you know. So um, it's just amazing. But there's so many more like, uh, I always talk about Chanel. Chanel's, we know who Chanel is. Chanel's the one. But we've got so many other like young young fighters coming through that are really, really good. Like young, um, talented ones. And I can't wait to get them out on the show. We've got yeah. another young lad called Noah. He joined us from MMA clinic. Um, I think because he lives, he lives, he's moved a little bit closer. Noah yeah. landed fought on Cage Warriors a couple of times. You must have seen him before. Oh, I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a beast. He's fought on Fight Star as well. Yeah, yeah. He's a beast. Uh, he's another one of ours. Um, I mean, just watching around the room, watching him and Dave and Thomas Paul Spar and stuff like that. It's fantastic. You get someone like that. Uh, there's so many others. We had that young uh, Sonny Crossman's just joined us as well. Have you heard of him? Yeah, where do I know him from? Uh, he's uh, he's fought on like golden. He's golden ticket February. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Champion. Um, he is legit as well. He's really good. He's going to be a real problem for all the flyweights in um, 
in the, in the country. I'm really going to be interested to see, especially with Cage Warriors coming up with Vladimir and Oofs um, fighting again in the second fight. Be keeping a close eye on that. It's going to be awesome. Do you know, with it, with know. the Panellas, they should always be fighting. They're trying to fight the best they can fight. You know, yeah. trying to fight the best they can, and um, it's going to be interesting to see some of these some of these fights matched up. Dave's finally going to move down now and stop eating. David, my son. Yeah, so he's finally going to move down. He's 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 not full. He's natural weight yet. He's fighting at seventy kilo. He walks around about seventy one kilo, seventy two. Well, he's fat a little bit heavier, but um, he's fought at catch rate though, hasn't he? In between, has he fought between two uh, weights? So his first couple of fights were really small, fifty seven, sixty one. Then COVID happened, and then he just fought. He's fought at seventy. He fought one guy on a uh, at seventy seven kilo, and he was seventy one. Wow. Okay. Uh, not knocked him out, um, and then uh, but the guy wasn't very good. Bless him. Yeah, he stepped in on like a day's notice, um, and then these last two fights in cage warriors was at seventy, but he's yeah. that size. So um, he's, he's tall should... though, isn't he? How tall is he? He's about five eleven, six foot maybe. Yeah. So he should be fighting potentially on Fight Star next in Crystal Palace on July the second. And you really... want him at sixty six for he's that? Sixty six, yeah. Wow. He's going to be fighting a guy, Humza Raja, I think it looks like, from um, from New Wave Academy. And New Wave always produce really good fighters. Um, yeah. I think 5-1, David's 5-0. So, uh, really, another interesting fight. And what the amateurs should really be doing, you know, fighting each other and then potentially training together because, again, it's us against the world, you know? Yeah. Well, let's talk about David's last fight because that, I thought he showed, like, real grit and determination and, like, he had to really dig deep and grind it out. That was a close fight. Yeah. That was a close fight. I mean... Uh, Were you confident in the decision, though? Yeah, I, I was confident in the decision. I yeah, really I, it was close, fight. but I felt like it was, like, I knew that he'd won it. Yeah, I thought that he won, he 100% won the first round. The second round, he was winning up until the uh, Cameron got the full mount, and that was a that was a dodgy bit. But that was only for thirty yeah. seconds. Yeah. And the whole of the second round, David was basically piecing him up. I thought, but it uh, depends whether you thought that, that what happened at the end was yeah. like caused more damage and was more impactful and exactly dominant that. than yeah. what had happened I'm not in a the. Judge. And yeah. I thought the third round. Um, he got the takedown, but David reversed it and was on top of him for two minutes. So, yeah, who won the fight? He was on top of him for two minutes. I mean, that's it. And that goes back to what you say in the second round, where people can argue and say, "Well, you know, David was winning the whole round and then got taken down for thirty seconds. He won the round." Okay, well, he took David down for ten seconds, and David sat on top of him for two and a half minutes. So, yeah, but, you know, I, th- I thought he'd done enough to win it, and also he's a champ. So to beat the champ, you got. To probably beat the champion he didn't but you know um, I feel like those are the fights that you learn a lot about yourself though because it looked uncomfortable they both looked like knackered by the end and like you it's who wants it more and who like is prepared I, to... I think both of them thought it was going to be an easier fight Maybe, I, thought, yeah. I thought David thought he was going to walk through him like you know punch him kick him to death and I thought uh Cameron thought it was an easy fight I thought he thought He's probably seen David's older fights when he was 60 kilo and falling all over the shop and then thought it was going to be an easy fight as well. So I think just it happened. But David won and, you know, after that, straight away after, he was like, yeah, I need to go down 66 kilo. These guys are just too strong, you know? Yeah. Um, 
so talk, you mentioned his his early fights and how light he was like I remember you posting saying that you got grief because he was so young and his opponent was a lot older than him and obviously won and in really dominant style but like talk to me about what that was like well yeah I mean he was 16 and the guy was like 26 or something like that but you know he was training MMA a lot he was big with all the fighters and you know, the guy was small as well, just as small as him. But David hits so hard. Like, even back then when he was that small, he hit so hard. You know, you can ask any of the heavyweights, you know, in the gym. Even, like, uh, Yassine, who's just been piping out. Ask him, like, you know, for a for a, uh, for a um, a smaller guy, like, he's strong and he hits, he's got good hands and things. So, I, I wasn't worried at all. And I'd seen the guy fight before and I wasn't overly impressed. But, obviously, some people... Um, not mentioning names, weren't, weren't happy about it, you know. And I can understand that. Although we're going to argue with him about it, but if you've not seen him train, if you've never been there, if you've never seen him fight, you've never seen what he's capable of doing. Why are you commenting? You know, what I you think, especially with his dad as his coach, like you're not going to send him in there. Yeah, well, this is it. I'm never going to put him in a scenario where I think he's, you know, out of his depth, you know. And he and he wasn't he wasn't that his depth and he proved it. He smashed that guy to pieces, bless him. You know. Um, what is it like to watch your kids fight? Is it an uncomfortable feeling, or are you just the coach for fifteen minutes? Or oh, it's awful. Um, I mean, John told me off in in, in the fight before the last one um, against CJ um, for David. John told me off because I just I wasn't saying anything. That's one of the only times in one of that David's fights that I've been like. Did you feel nervous? Was that what it was? Yeah, well, I mean, I thought that, that, you know, he was just wild and he was causing David problems striking and then he got David down and I just didn't really know what, I just, for some reason, the first first and only time, touch wood, yeah, that uh, I just was shell-shocked. I didn't know what to yeah. say, you know, because he was on top of my son, he was beating him up. David didn't seem like he had a, really didn't seem like he could do anything. Like, you know, the guy was yeah. a little but even when they were striking, he was just wild. He was kneeing David in the face. It was just, um, you know, just mad. Do you know what I mean? And then, would and then, you ever? Uh, do you think? Could you imagine throwing in the towel? Like if if it was going really not to plan, or would you just do that for any of your fighters anyway? Uh, I would. I would. I would do it if it's you know I. I've seen a lot of like corner teams and stuff. And if you come to the corner and you can tell that the fighter doesn't want it, I mean, you'll give them the encouragement. Come on, let's go, let's go. But if they really don't want to be there, then I will throw the towel in. You know, I know your my job is to like my job. More, my job is to keep them safe. At yeah. The end of the day, make sure they can go home to their family and things like that. So you know, if there's someone, if they're sitting on a stool and they're just not in it, it's it's it happened. With one of the fights we've had, I'm not going to go into what fight it was, but the guy was, wasn't really there in the corner. And um, I let him go out for the third round and the, the fight just didn't go too well. And in the end, he ended up getting stopped. It wasn't like a nasty stoppage, but he just wasn't really there. And um, so you learn from your mistakes. Yeah. You know? um, so I, I, it, I have a, a thing. I want to look in their eyes. I want to really know if they're in the fight. In the last fight against Cameron, David was knackered in the second round. I had to give him a slap, you know, wake him up. Crack, have that. But he was more tired. He wasn't, he was never not in the fight. Yeah. Was, I... 
yeah he did he he looked tired but he still looked up for it and like i said he still found that way to pull it out the bag from somewhere yeah yeah i mean he, he did it you know and i was proud of him and he showed that he's not just a striker he can wrestle he's got jiu-jitsu he's got everything so you know and he's getting better and better every day i mean once he finally puts what he can do in the gym into the cage i'm telling you everyone's gonna, it's gonna be a problem for everyone he's gonna be a problem for everyone oh i'm, I'm He's, he's a serious, serious, serious issue. I mean, you are ask any of the guys, Thomas, Paul, all of them ones. Yassine said you're more nervous than Dave when he fights. <laughs> you, know, you know what? He's right. He's right. I, I am. I am. When it comes, when it comes to it, uh, I get nervous in the build-up. Um, so I can't big myself up too much. It's, fun, <laughs> it's funny because I don't get particularly that nervous for Chloe. Um, I think Why is that? Because she's such a sniper. Like, she's got that stone face. She's just, you know, and everyone she fights, she smokes them. Do you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I just, but with Dave seems to have these tough grinding out fights. And I'm just like, <laughs> you know, I just don't know where it is. And he always goes to me, calm down, I'm all right. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe is so softly spoken and sweet and kind of shy that you would never know. When you were talking earlier about um, people on Instagram who've got a whole other side to them, and, like, that's what I love seeing in fighters. And yeah. that's how I can think you can change the public's perception of, like, what MMA is because it's all these different people who are, like, you know, they're not these – they might be an animal in the cage, but they're, you know, they're totally different people outside of it. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Like I said, in, in, in the gym, we've got so many people from so many different walks of life. And um, they're just, everyone's brilliant. I mean, we, we we have a real, and I'm not just saying it because I'm on camera. Like, you know, we have a real family vibe. You know, if, if any of my guys lose, it I'm devastated. Like, I'm honestly devastated. I've, I've seen the team. I remember the night where you got a clean sweep and every single fighter won at Cage Warriors Academy and everybody was on cloud nine. And then there's been other times where it's the, been the last and, and the last people show. were, like, really upset in the stands, even though they've won. They're absolutely devastated. The last one was the hardest because I think we took, uh, I think it was 10 fighters and we lost seven and won three. Yeah. Um, no, we took eleven. We lost eight and won four. I think it was, it was hot. But they lost like we lost like six in a row or five in a row. It was, oh god, the morale. But I mean, the team, the supporters. If you you go back and watch the fights, they're still screaming. The know, team is still yeah. there. You know, they're still screaming and shouting, and they're still being even the guys that lost. Yeah. Uh, went backstage and they were still shouting for the guys to fight. Yep. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, it was, you know, I can't. Um, yes, Lewis is right. We ride together. <laughs> That's what it's like. But yeah, like I can't, I can't thank the team enough for how supportive they are of each other. I really yeah. can't. Um, and I, I, and I, I don't even. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's just everyone in this area. But um they're just everyone's just so loving to each other in that side you know what i mean like you know it's it's tough it's it's a tough game to be in you know it's a tough game to be in. so i mean some of these guys 
You know, um, I've got three guys fighting this weekend. I'm off to Newcastle tomorrow. Um, and, you know, I was with them earlier today and they're cutting weight. And we're talking about a couple of guys have got their pro debuts. So shout out to um, Tomic and Mihaly. Uh, they're fighting this weekend. Um, it's their first fights under me and they're both... Uh, Tomic's making his pro debut and uh, Mihaly is his like, fourth pro fight. And uh, these show? guys... Sorry? What show? Uh, Rise and Conquer, Andrew Fisher's show in uh, oh, yeah, Sunderland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, these guys, they're working like real long, long hours construction work. You know, they're coming into the gym, they're grinding for four hours. You know, they're going home to their families, they're waking up early, they're going for runs. It's hard work, you know, and they've got no sponsorships or anything like that. They've got no one helping them out. You know, they haven't got their best mate. You know, these guys are foreign guys. Mahali's from Bulgaria, um, Tomic's from Poland. You know, they got nothing. They're working really hard jobs and they're trying to push, you know, and the team are behind them. And um, I can't wait to see them, honestly. They're gonna, they've, they've trained their bollocks off and they're going to put on a show on the weekend. Not to, not to forget Vernon as well, one of the guys, Vernon Richardson. He's got his third amateur fight. So um, I'm excited to see him. He's fighting the more yeah. experienced guys. So, yeah, these guys, they work super long. Like Vernon, for instance, he's in, he was in the gym cutting weight and you know running and training and now he's gone to work to do a 12-hour night shift do you yeah. know what i mean i'm just like Big shout out to them best of yeah skill, i mean you know all of them i mean shout out to everyone that um around the country that does that you know that that you know to to, to chase a dream to really put themselves through that it's incredible you know i've got some i mean chanel going back to chanel you know chanel lives miles away from where we are she travels miles to Nolsey's academy she travels miles to us and she does that every day sometimes twice a day three times a day you know um it's ridiculous and you know that's that mentality you cannot coach that you cannot teach that you know you've yeah. just got it you know and and big ups to her again like you know that's her, her strongest tool out of everything forget her striking her jiu-jitsu it's that so right, because she won't yeah. have it. She will. She's always doing something. She's always on the move. She's always looking to get better. So um, hats off to her, you know. But all, all my team are like that, you know. They're yeah. all like that. They're all trying to get better. They all recognise, um, you know, where they've gone wrong. After Cage Warriors last, every single one of them fighters that lost, yeah, has done something to rectify it has done something to rectify it. And it's amazing, you know, whether it be cutting down, moving down to a weight division because they, you know, they know they've got to, if they're going to do this game, they've got to be serious, you know, to um, working on jujitsu or working on their striking more, booking PTs, spending what little money they probably got to get uh, personal training with good strikers like Jonathan and things like that, you know. Um, yeah. they, they, they're, they're making, and you can't really, um, you know, be an aura I, I can't help but be an awe of these people I know yeah yeah you know, it's, it's you know incredible what? it's incredible and and, and it's not just my team there's loads of teams around the country you know I see lots of teams that are really good and they people are doing the same thing you know and it's it's just amazing to chase a dream and there's no money in this sport there's still not a lot of money especially at this no. level there's no money in this sport so um, there's not the that much level there's not that much money even at the top level, unless you're no. that very top 1%, unless you are the champ in the UFC, there's not that much money. 
And sponsorships are shit as well. You get all these companies going, oh, can you wear my gloves? Can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. How about giving them a bit of money yeah. and sending them a glove? You know, you know that extra £100 a month, you, do you know how much that helps to some of these people? They can wear your gloves, it's not a problem. But give them 100 quid. you're right off his tax anyway. Do you know what I mean? But that will help someone. One of my young fighters, if he gets 100 quid from a couple of people, get 300 quid, that's... That's his training paid Petrol for. Petrol money to camp, yeah. Yeah, it's his travel paid for. He doesn't have to do that little part-time job. Yeah, it can really help him. So if there's any companies out there that are ever going to help anyone, I'm not talking about just my team. I'm talking about amateur fighters in general. You know, just that that, that could help out. You know, it's that's, that's one thing with this sport that's really difficult. You see a lot of guys getting sponsorships from them. Dad's best mate's plumbing company, which is great. But not everyone's got a dad's best mate's plumbing company. Yeah. You know, so, you know, that's the only thing I feel sorry for a lot of these fighters out there because it's, it's hard graft and they don't, they, 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 they don't get anything out of it. You get your face punched in every more, every day and then go to work, you know, to chase a dream. It's great with no, none of that. Yeah. Anyway, there's me ranting at you. Sorry. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's hard. And I, I always think if I ever came into money, I'd love to just anonymously sponsor a load of local fighters and just give them enough money to like really have a crack at it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so hard. It's so hard for some of these guys. I feel terrible for them. You know, I, I really do. Some of them, you know, some of them haven't got a pot to piss in, you know what I mean? And they're, grinding and working their bollocks off and it's just it's it's hard for them it's really really hard for them i'll always try and help them out the best i can but you know if they can't even get to the gym what do you do you gotta give them money and help them out it's, it's so hard yeah it's yeah it is really hard so to, yeah. so remind me the order of it so chloe's fight is on what date so what we got so far we got um David will potentially fight on the 2nd of July um, on Fightstar. And then a week later, Chloe Absolutely, will yeah. main event um, with uh, lots of my fighters that are fighting, like Noah, Yassin. Um, there's, there's there's loads of them fighting on our show. We've got a young kid, Reese, Zach, all these young guys that are all getting their debuts and, and, and second fights in on our show. And then after that, you have Cage Warriors, where we've got... That's on the 16th, of, I think. Yeah, 16th, you've got... We got Aiden, Jake, Chanel. Um, they're they're fighting, and then after that, I think it's then Thomas Paul for the Contender Series in August, potentially. Um, I've got another couple of guys fighting on ECMMA, not this weekend, uh, the weekend after. Um, to sell Ringer, we call him, and Kenny, who's David's bestie. Kenny's David's right. bestie. It's my um, what was they saying today? Uh, it's like my my they're both Asian guys, so it's like I've just put the Asian guys on ECMMA, <laughs> and they they've been training their bollocks off, um, and I'm really excited to see them fight. Um, Ringer's a really really cool cool cat. He's really skillful. I'm gonna, intrigued to see him have his uh, debut fight. And Kenny's David's bestie, so he's been training hard with Dave, and he's got that same style. He's mean. He's short. He's got that Mark Hunt style. If he hits you, you're gonna know about it. Um, wow. So, if you get a chance, come down to ECMMA and watch that because it's gonna it's gonna be what fire. What's that, that one? That's on uh, the 29th of May. Okay. Oh, and a shout out to Big Dan as well. Um, he's fighting on Golden Ticket on the 5th of June. 
Wow, um, gold into yeah. the yeah, wow. So gold we're back to back shows now, aren't we? Like every yeah. weekend. I, You're getting some miles in. I'm dead for the for the next like couple of months, you know what I mean? Um but yeah. So big when are you belt. fighting again? You're never, three and oh. Ever, 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 ever. I'm not three and oh, I'm two and oh. It, I can count that last fight as like a, that was like an exhibition fight. That was like for uh, Jay, remember Jay Shepard, you know? Yeah. I sort of fell on the guy and he'd give up. So, <laughs> um, but no, no, it, uh, it hurts too much. I ain't getting kicked about by these guys. It hurts too much. <laughs> uh, you know what it is? I'll be brutally honest with you. I'm a much better coach than I am a fighter. You've I'm said all that right. to me before. Yeah, I'm a much better coach than I'm a fighter. I was all right, but um, nah. You know what I mean? Like my competing days. I, 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 what, what I'd like to do is start to do like Europeans and um, the uh, competitions and that. That's what I'd like to do. Because that's easy. When you're fighting in the Masters 2 division, everyone's friends, you know. I ain't fighting no 19-year-old kicking me in the head or will kick. Nah. Well, it probably doesn't help with how you feel the next day if you fight like a few days after you've had your appendix removed. That's like, probably that's, it. But yeah, I told uh, you I wanted to get this story in and you said everyone knows it, but I don't think everyone does know it. So will you tell it one last time for the uh, people? You know that... what? Everyone's going to log out now because they've heard the story too much. <laughs> you know what I mean? well, my it's my fault. I'm out. asking for it. Uh, so uh, I went to the Canary Islands where we just was again and it was like the last week of my fight at uh, last two weeks so i went there to just i know a gym over there was i was training uh there's a brazilian guy over there called ezekiel really really good um and i was training with him for the last week and uh oh god and um yeah on like the, the second day i was there i was training i felt a little bit ill um and then by like the 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 like when the tuesday night i was ruined like I couldn't breathe like I was in pain and I thought I was dying like <laughs> well I was what did but, you think uh, was wrong uh, do you know what I thought I had ga uh, like gastro problems because I had something like that before I just thought I had like a stomach issue but it was like death so but I was in so much pain so we ended up having to call an ambulance and um they took me to the Spanish hospital which was that was a lovely hospital but at the time I was like shitting in pants was in this hospital, everyone was talking Spanish. I didn't know what was wrong with me. Uh, they didn't give me any drugs, so I'm sitting there in pain. And uh, my missus wasn't with me. They wouldn't let her in the ambulance, and it was it was awful. And uh, in the end, someone came down that spoke English and said to me, like, "Yeah, we think you've got appendicitis." So they sent me up for an MRI. Uh, luckily, my missus had just done my insurance. <sighs> uh, sorted that out. So props to you, darling, because uh, that would have cost me an arm and a leg, literally. Um, and then uh, they'd done, like, the uh, MRI and stuff like that. And, you know, I had appendicitis, but it was, like, leaking into my body and stuff. So it yeah. was, like, causing me a lot of issues. So, yeah, they, they gave me the keyhole surgery. And then I was in the, in, in the Spanish hospital till to the Saturdays, which I was supposed to be flying home. Um, I was ruined. I had, like, a bag on me, and it was, like, getting rid of the poison and stuff. It was awful. And then... Um, Come out of the hospital on a Saturday, relaxed for a couple of days, flew home on the Tuesday, um, and then went straight to the gym and started training, but I couldn't just about move. Now, the reason why, it's not because I'm hard. I didn't train because I was hard. I'm, it's nothing to do with being tough. I had spent all my commission money. Wow. That's what it was. I spent all my commission money, like an idiot. 
So, and I had sold 140 tickets. So, oh my god, yeah. So, and I'm talking like cage side tickets, you know, like you get 50 pound commission from some of these tickets. So, my more panic for fighting was that, um, if I don't fight, how am I supposed to say, if you bought a ticket off me, Katie, and I said to you, well, you paid 150, I've only got 100 to give you back. Do you know what I mean? So, that was my main thing, but you know, oh, people's, no, people's, that makes me sick when we go back to talking about like sponsorship and people like you know be, that that really upsets me that like you had to get in there <laughs> yeah well that was it i mean i had to get in there because of that and um so i had to go i went to oh, silly silly things i mean looking back on it now it was absolutely stupid to do so don't ever do it um i had to go to the i went to the hospital on night yeah. well i had to cut weight for one so that was agony oh my god yeah to cut weight so i cut a couple of kilo in the salt bath and stuff like that and uh that was painful um in every area that was painful and then i had to go to obviously the the weigh-in was on the friday so um but the problem is i had staples in my stomach you didn't want so, them to say no i went to the hospital my friend knew someone in the hospital um and they pulled the staples out like two weeks early which is very painful and then i went back and nicked some of chloe's makeup and put like foundation all over my stomach yeah i know stupid absolutely stupid stupid though and um and then um uh, obviously weighed in made weight and then took the fight i mean the, i beat the guy up anyway do you know what i mean the, the, the fight didn't last very long and my missus likes did to explain. you know that you had to finish it quick did you know yeah. that you wouldn't be able to like, yeah well, my missus says that i hit the guy like don't touch my staples <laughs> do you know what I mean? don't, don't touch my stomach i can't it's imagine crazy. how painful that would have been if do you know what it's all shot to that. Day. i think the adrenaline kicked in so you know i just immediately just threw hands as quickly as possible took him down grabbed a pound got him in a Americana uh, and finished it really quickly. Afterwards, I was in a bit of pain, but not too much pain because I still went out and got pissed up. But <laughs> but I was that in... probably helped. The medics <laughs> nearly battered me backstage, though. So you told them afterwards, did no, you? No, I didn't tell them. Dave O'Donnell told them on the microphone. So Dave knew before you went in there? Sort of. Yeah, I said to him, like, I've got problems with, some, with my stomach and stuff, and I'm, so, I'm still going to fight. And he was like, Arr. so it was a little bit touch and go, do you know what I mean? But it, I, I was going to fight regardless, you know, it just was, it was what it was, you know. Wow. Man, I know. <laughs> but I, I am an idiot for doing it, and um, I would never uh, like recommend anyone do anything stupid like that. Well, that's no. what would Chloe had to pull out of the last fight is because she got appendicitis as well. No way. Yeah, Chloe. So Chloe had the operation just before Christmas, I think it was, which oh was great God. for me because then she couldn't train for a little bit, and I was like, "You're so weak. <laughs> You're so rubbish." Oh, I'd actually me. had a fight in the time that it's taken you to get. Back yeah, to the that's gym. what I said. To her, like, come on, you know, I mean, how much do you want it? You know. <laughs> She hated me for anyway. You know, she hates me for it. She was like, "Oh, obviously yours was rubbish." I was like, "Look, I had leakage. Yours was all right." Oh my god, you guys must be susceptible to appendicitis. It must have been a tree. It's crazy. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Mad. So always, there was always something crazy going on down the gym, especially oh, with yeah. John. 
you know what I mean? So, so we've run over an hour now. I just wanted to finish by asking you, like, what, where you want to see the, the team in, like, a few years' time, who you see ending up in the UFC, who who we don't even know about yet, who's going to be, you know, and what your dreams are for all of them. So and basically you. what you're trying to tell me now is you want me to say people's names from the gym that I'm going to forget someone and then they're no. all going to... <laughs> well, you know, you don't even have to say names. You can just say, you know, how many in the UFC you think you'll have in five well, years' I time. Mean, my, my next goal now is for everyone that turns over to go pro, if they're ready to go pro, I'm going to put them directly into the big cage warriors. So if they, you know, there, I've got a lot of people that want to turn over and go pro. Have right? you got anyone and, fighting on Caterers Colchester? Uh, no, but okay. I've got Ricky Moore potentially fighting on uh, Cage Warriors in O2. So that'd be the London one in July. Yeah, uh, he just fought on the Manchester one. He lost, bless him, but um, he'll be ready for the next one. He took that on like five days' notice. Yeah. So. Yeah, we. I, that's my goal is, you know, that's the direct link to go to straight to the UFC. So potentially that's what I'd like to do. Um, obviously, there's Golden Ticket as well, which I think is an amazing show. Dan Castle runs a fantastic show. Probably one of the best shows I've ever been to. Have you yeah. never been to that one, Katie? I haven't been and I really want to go. Mate, you need to come to Golden Ticket. It is fantastic. Uh, how he looks after his amateurs, uh, going back to the sponsorships and stuff like that, what he does for the amateurs, putting them up in hotels and, yeah. uh, you know, just looking after them. He's just, uh, that's, he's a great promoter. Great promoter. Yeah. The whole team there at Golden Ticket is fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I can't give him enough props for that. Uh, most most of my young, uh, most of my guys will want to fight on that. So, that's the idea is Golden Ticket or the Big Cage Warriors. Because if you really think you're ready to go pro, that's where we're going to go. We're yeah. going to go straight to the, straight to the hardest, hardest fights you can get. Because amateurs is all about learning, and then it's all about getting the hardest fights. You well, the the right path. If you're gonna, Absolutely. you know, don't want to have 15 fights. Let's go. We go straight into cage wars. Let's see if we can push forward and get, you know, potentially the Dana White's contender series or the UFC or Bellator or one FC or one of them. But cage wars yeah. is probably a good start. You have know? you had anyone fight on Shock and Awe? You know what? I was talking to um, the uh, promoter from that. Um, I I just went to that one recently and I was blown away. That was an amazing show as well. And again, really look after the fighters and amazing production. Yeah, I've heard it. I was going to get some on, but it seems to always fall right where Cage Warriors and Golden Ticket is. Right. And I feel like if I do that one more, that one as well, it would just, it would just conflict me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know it. And I really like the promoter as well. Um, at the last cage warriors was having nando's and he was sitting next to us and that's when we got talking so um eventually we're gonna do it we're gonna we're gonna do it so uh, that that that's my next uh step as well is to try and uh, that's why we're going all the way to newcastle for this show for rise and conquer um looked after us they paid us for the train to come up and you know i I like andrew fisher as well he had a great fight on the bellator the other last week yeah how good was that that he's still winning and still smashing it he's a beast a really nice guy yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm interested to see how his show is, and you know, see 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 what goes on up north. Plus, I've never been to Newcastle. No way. No, I've never been to Newcastle. I've heard. Oh, it's- you're gonna love going out up there. I oh, know. I'm taking Thomas Paul with me, and he's not in camp yet. It's gonna be crazy. 
<laughs> and then I've got to come back to fly Vegas with him. I'm going to get lost and married to Elvis or something. <laughs> I love the way they're going to make him like go for his uniform fitting now and then he's going to go through camp and probably lose a load of weight and turn up a totally different size. Yeah, probably. But I think he's, um, I think it's more about like the medical, like the, you know, the brain scans and stuff like that. Okay, right. So you don't, you don't do that here and send the results. Nah. They've got all their own doctors doing it and that. Yeah. That's what we've got to go over there and do. So it's crazy. Is that at the PI? I have no idea. All I know is they're putting us up in a really nice hotel. <laughs> You've got to go to the PI, though, while you're over there, haven't you? Like, yeah. that would be an experience Ooh. in itself. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to I'm gonna try and do everything. I'm going to see if there's any good gyms. Well, I know there's some good gyms about, maybe pop in there and stuff like that. Extreme, so. Extreme Couture and Syndicate yeah. and Temple yeah. Planet is there. And I know, it's crazy. I'm getting excited for it. But I know what's going to happen. I'm going to end up in the casino or something like that. <laughs> you can do both. I've done all of those gyms and the Have casinos you? when I've been, yeah. Dutch. That's what I'm going to do then. <laughs> but, yeah, we've got, of, uh, we've got a lot of uh, fighters coming through that, you know. I, I believe by in the next two years, we're going to have a, a massive team of pros and high-level amateurs. And it's just getting better and better. And like I always say to, to a lot of the fighters, it's, Sticking together is where it is, you know. Whether you win or lose, sticking together is where you're going to get better. You've got everything you need at this gym, you know, and you've got people that love you and support you. So, um, sticking together is where it is, yeah. Um, and that's what you're going to need to do, like you know, you, you know, there's always someone in the gym that can help you, so you don't have to just, you know, turn tail or something like that. You know, you can just, you know, bite down your gum shield and let's go again. Plus, an amateur, it doesn't really matter. No. Just get the experience. I've got so many fighters in there that are just game for it, you know. You know, yeah. win, lose. They don't look worry about tapology and all that rubbish. It's it's all about getting the experience and getting better. You know, each fight is getting better. You know, once they turn pro, they're going to be handfuls. Yeah. Really, really dangerous guys. So, um, and ladies, you know. This is what I can't wait. I cannot wait to push the... Uh, the team out all these new shows coming up it's going to be really really busy um we've got some obviously you know about what we can't talk about some interesting things happening next year um and what what's been happening this year some even bigger things happening next year so um look out for us i mean the gym is just going to rock it through um i'm so happy for you it's so lovely to see good things happening to good people and Very you much. deserve every bit of success you all do and i'm buzzing i'm buzzing to see how you all get on on all the shows and contender series like that is just mega like it, the whole thing's yeah. just i think it's it's kicked people like you know to see thomas you know it makes it real, doesn't it? It's not yeah. happening to someone you don't know. That's happening to someone who trains on the same mats as you. Trains with you every day. So why do you need to run off and do anything else? You know, why do you need to do this? You know, it's always, I think, you know, the most important thing with being a, a, a young fighter is listen. It's the most important thing. If you think you know what's best for yourself, you don't. Yeah. You know, that's what, you know, what you're paying me for, what you're paying our other coaches for, is to see, is to help you. You know, if you think you know what's best for yourself, you probably don't. You know, and Thomas Paul is a prime example of someone. He's deaf and he listens better than everyone. How mad is that? 
<laughs> yeah. Chanel, that is profound. I like that. That's very deep. <laughs> I'm telling you, he does. He's definitely yeah. listening to it anyway. Thomas Paul will always asks me, what do I need to do? What shall I do? What's next? What do I need to work on? What class should I do today? Who's, who's going to the Contender Series? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chanel is another one. Always said to me, what should I do? Should I do a bit of jiu-jitsu? I'm going to work jiu-jitsu. Let's do a bit of this. I'm not going to do... You know, she's always... I love that she hated it and she worked on it because it was the weakest area of her yeah. game. And now you're here, like, a couple of years later saying... I think it might even be as good as her striking. And that is because nobody wants to train the thing they're worst at. Oh, nobody wants to done. feel like the, you, you know, like the nail, like when exactly, they can be the hammer exactly, yeah. in what they're good at. But she went out of her way to find the area she felt the weakest to make oh, sure that it wouldn't be her weakest going forward. Oh, exactly that. And she's like a loved one, a prime example of someone that, you know, listens really, really well just listens you know she's as su much of a superstar as what she is yeah right and what thomas is yeah they listen and dave is another one i'm always telling him off like he does get on earth sometimes but you know, he always does what i tell him to do and this is why he's the champ yeah this is why she's the champ this is why thomas ball's going to to there just listen i'm not i'm not telling you something because it's going to benefit me you know what I mean? You know, if I'm telling you you need to uh, cut cut the weight or go down a little bit lower, or if I'm telling you you need to work on your jiu-jitsu or work on your wrestling or um, do that, do it. Because I'm not telling you just to waste breath. I'm doing it because, you know, I care for, about you and I want you to succeed. And that's what's really important with, with my team. And um, hopefully everyone listens to this and comes running to me tomorrow and says, what do I need to do? <laughs> <laughs> But everyone watching you know what you need to do <laughs> know what you need to do and if you don't know what you need to do ask me and, I, and we can talk about it we can discuss it and once you start telling me i'm going to do this you know you're like well all right we'll crack on then you know results speak for themselves so you know knuckle down treat every day like you're a beginner yeah treat every day like you're a beginner and you'll become a champion that's as simple as it is. You know, that's what I believe anyway. Every day, train with the, the best person in a room to the worst person. Help the worst person because he could become a, a, a valuable part of your camp, you know. So everyone everyone's as good as everyone in the, in, in the gym. Everyone, I make everyone train with everyone. Thomas Paul was yeah. firing with, with beginner girls today, small, tiny little girls, helping them. You know yeah. what I mean? Going to the UFC and he's helping these young girls coming through, you know, or helping these young guys coming through. It's just, it's, much, it's great to watch. Whereas you go in some gyms um, and the pros won't even go near the uh, beginners and stuff like that. And, you know, I think that's what make, sets us apart a little bit, you know. Everyone yeah. trains with everyone. Sorry, I got banging no, on. That's, I, I love it. That's great advice. It's really great advice. And it's just the I, way sometimes I feel like, you know, when it comes to like the the young fighters that you know you're you know you're only in this game for a short amount of time and so you know if you've got a, like a coach uh, that you trust or a coach that you think is going to get you to the level then just listen you know or even your teammates you know speak to your teammates and stuff you can sort of work together to to make yourself a better fighter we've got everything in our gym that you need we have high level grapplers we have um very good 
the best strikers in, in the country. The best striker in the country is in our gym. Jonathan Hagi is the best striker in the country. Who wants to argue with that? There's no argument. Nice quality. Know, he's, he's, he's amazing. So he's there and he's in that gym every day. Thomas Paul's been working with him. David's working with him. Chloe's working with him. It might, you know, he won't even charge the fighters a lot of money, you know, for a PT or something like that. So, you know, just, he'd probably even help them for free because that's what we're like in a gym. So ask, you know. You want... <laughs> He'll love you offering his services for free. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just no. clip this bit. <laughs> yeah, all for free now. Yeah, no way, you'll kill me. <laughs> But I had Jonathan in the, in my house the other day, so he's run out my hot water because I was helping him like cut weight. So so, so I will say him. though, that's that's what's made me uh, like a massive supporter of everyone at BKK. When I went down, all the all the guys that I mean, Corey McKenna, she had a, a broken hand or a bad hand when I first started training down there. Yeah. She was beating me up with one hand and the, the lads down there, like they all take their turn with the shit old bird that, like, <laughs> is, you know, their rest round, but they never like, you know, make you feel like, you you know, they don't want to do it kind of thing. And well, which, which is a reason why I, I took the team to BKK. There's a, it's, that's another team with that, Jack, that kind of vibe. Yeah, Jack Mason's just a great... Jack Mason literally paid for a hotel for us to come down. He's a wonderful human being. He's just a great guy. He's a great... And he also got Faraz Zahari to do a seminar at our gym. You know what I mean? He is just a great guy, a great promoter, um, an amazing coach, and, and just a, a pioneer of our sport, I think. I think he's such a good fighter. In his yeah. day, thought that who's who... You know, in English, everyone. Oh, all oh, everyone. He's just that. He's just, and we went to his gym, and he, he looked after us, and we had Arnold sparring with Thomas Paul, and you know, David had rounds with Arnold Allen as well, and then you know, it's just it was just some great guys down there. Some of the coaches are just old sexy curls is oh, cracks me up. <laughs> um, he's a he's a good lad in. Um, it just all of, all of them Muay Thai coached on those rounds with the guys. He didn't have to. He done like three rounds of pads with each of my guys. and Just great. And just a big shout out to Dan Castle as well because he'd done the same for us as well. We went to his new gym in Tennessee MMA in Wolverhampton. So uh, if you're ever down there, check that gym out because that's a really good gym and he's going to have big things and he's just a cool cat as well. You know, just looked after us and got good rounds in and good rounds in the pub as well. <laughs> I love it though. I love to hear that, like you know, the MMA community. I think that sounds lame, but like yeah. helping each other and like helping each other get better, and then you'll be fighting each other again on yeah. the next show. Like, it's, well, that's it's it. Just... I mean, we went out of that. Now, uh, one of my guys is fighting one of Dan's guys on the on his next show. So it's just business, you know. It's just business. Nothing, you know. Oh, we. Uh, I'll, we'll go out for a beer after. You know. Yeah. Win, lose, or draw it is what it is. Um, but yeah, that's 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 my big shout out to to all the young fighters. Just you know, uh, even the ones that ain't at my gym, just listen to your coach. You know, or listen to the to, to the to the guy that you're um, that you're basically paying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if he's a good coach, he's going to look after you that way. You know, and he's going to tell you what you need if you want to go far in, the, in this sport. 
I love it. I love it. That's a good advice to end on. I'm so glad we finally got to do this. I've wanted to do it for such a long time. Uh, we need to do a catch up one as well, like in a few months time and find out how everyone got on and, yeah. and talk about that. And hopefully I'll see you at some shows live to, to get interviews with your fighters and you after some big wins. Definitely. Definitely. You should come down to our show. I'd love to. What do, if you want to come down, you can interviews or something if you want. You I'd love it. to, yeah. You know, I'll get you down there if you want to come down. You free ticket, come down. Oh, 100%. You can yeah, come I'd down to do your live and, you know what I mean, and do your thing. And, you know, and then we'll have a beer after. <laughs> <laughs> I love that this always ends up in the pub. I'm definitely there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank I you do. so much you know, Steve oh, I'll, I'll be there I, with you I promise yeah that sounds good <laughs> well thank you very much and I'm thank, I'm sorry to anyone that are bored senseless <laughs> <laughs> they could have tuned out if they wanted to the numbers have gone up and up so I think people have been loving it oh well, that's alright then thank god for that <laughs> My <laughs> missus probably hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she might she might have logged off a little while back. <laughs> yeah, I think so. She's probably like, oh, he's banging on again. I'm going to make a cup of tea. <laughs> she might have heard it before. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But shout out to listen to all my team, all my, all my team. I'm not going to bang on everyone, uh, everyone's names, all the guys that have got fights coming up. I love you very much. You all, uh, you inspire me to come to the gym every day because you're all just absolute savages. And I love you, Scots. Um, and um, yeah, let's let's move forward. Let's kick ass. We're ready to go. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see everyone. I'm looking forward to to seeing them all back in there. It's going to be amazing. Keep doing what you're doing because I uh, I think it's brilliant. I love bumping into you lot at shows. It's just a wicked vibe, and and it's just what we need. Well, that's what we need. Like I said, you know, it's you have to come down and get some rounds in one day. Oh, I'd love to. And I mean in the pub. No, I'm joking. In the, on the, Both. On the... I thought we always end up in the pub. Yeah. <laughs> it's all Chanel dragging us there. Trust me. <laughs> the pub rounds are the only one I'm good at. But... Yeah, that's it. I'm pretty good at that one. <laughs> but you thank take you very... care, Steve. Take care of all the fighters and I'll see you soon. Thank you very much. All love. Thank you. Bye-bye.